can anyone imagine what it would feel like to have a $19 million paycheck be your worst case scenario? Whew. Welcome back, folks, to Smoke Break Sports. I am, of course, your host, Kev, and we are talking about the bank buster himself, Mr. Shaq Barrett, who has put the Buccaneers in a... Uh, Bit of a predicament, bit of a situation we got here going on in Tampa. So for those of you who missed it, the Bucks won the Super Bowl and Tom Brady got super drunk about it. Props to you, Tom. I'm telling you, as a former resident of the great state of Florida myself, I can tell you that day drinking is a whole different beast down there. You get the, you, there's a lot of sun, you know, you can very easily get dehydrated, and uh, that avocado, guave, tequila, whatever the hell it was that he was drinking that probably has like negative calories to it, got our boy all kinds of fucked up, and it was fun to see, I mean, how many times in your life are you going to see a guy heave a Super Bowl trophy from one boat to the next, so well worth it, well worth the two decades of misery the rest of the NFL fans have had to deal with because we got to see old Tom Brady get drunk for a night. Fantastic. But now that the season's over, the Bucks are fixing their eyes towards the future, as they should be. And we've already heard from the likes of superstar receiver Mike Evans, who has said, I will restructure my contract if it means that we can keep Chris Godwin or or build upon this star-studded roster that we have. We know from past experience that if faith is shown to Tom Brady and he gets an extension so he can play until he's fucking 47 or whatever it is, that he will likely restructure his contract to make room for improvements or to make sure that his favorite playoff target, Chris Godwin, gets to stay. Because that's the guy who... Maybe isn't getting as mentioned, isn't getting mentioned as much today, uh, because of Shaq Barrett making his news, um, and and that was that he wants to, and I quote, break the bank on this one, and it's fair. So we'll think about this in a couple of ways. You know, we we often. In these off-season situations, whether it be a trade or free agency, we try to look at how the franchise is going to look at this, how different teams might look at this, but also the player, the individual, what they're looking at and why. So picture, put yourself in Shaq Barrett's shoes for a second. He was an undrafted free agent. He is 28 years old, which if he were a quarterback would be young, but as a linebacker, this is likely uh, this year, and depending on how the scenario plays out, maybe next year, are his only, and maybe not only, but these are likely his best chances to make big money. So you got to strike while the iron is hot. It likely will never be hotter for him uh, coming off the great season that he's had. He's a Super Bowl champion now, so you know a lot of guys set out to play in the NFL for two reasons. They want to be millionaires, they want to have that lifestyle, but also they want to win the Super Bowl. So when you get that Super Bowl out early, we've seen it all the time, and a lot of us, um, you know, regular Johns and Jimmies that go out and just work a normal job every day and are lucky to make $40,000 a year, 
we would all say, oh, take the pay cut, man. P- play for $2 million instead of $17 million. But when you have won a Super Bowl, you see it. Well, we saw it with the Eagles with, with some players from that defensive line signing big contracts. We've seen it throughout the decades with the Patriots where not everyone followed that Patriot way and guys would go and get big contracts and go play for teams where you're thinking, man, these, these guys aren't even going to make the playoffs. Playoffs? Playoffs? You know, they're going to go play for Jim Morris Sr. and and make $20 million a season, but they're not going to win anything. And that's okay. That's that's part of it. You know, you got your Super Bowl. You crossed that big old check off your checkbox list, and now it's time to move on, go make you some money. And so that may be what Shaq Barrett wants to do. That's pro- possibly what's in his best interest because he can always do what – about a third of these Buccaneers players have done, which is when you're a little bit past your prime, but you still offer good value, go sign with a good team that has a chance. Take your pay cuts when you're 32. You know, Don't take your pay cut when you're 28, and this is your best opportunity to go make some big money. So I get it. I completely understand where Shaq Barrett is coming from. Some of you might not. That is okay. It's very easy to say you would take the pay cut when we're already making way less than any of these guys are making. So it's, I can understand how someone who makes 30 to 50,000 a year says, Oh my God, I can't believe it. I would definitely play for $2 million or whatever, just to play with Tom Brady. Cause I have to clean fucking floors and make sandwiches all day. I get it. I get it. We're not all going to agree on this, but the thing is, is when you bring value, you should understand your value and you should do whatever you can to put yourself in the best position to earn. Because as it's been said before by more eloquent and more educated people than me millionaires should not give billionaires discounts because discounts are not provided to us from billionaires right so um is jeff bezos retired from being the ceo of amazon i don't see him giving us any discounts on our amazon prime membership all right he has more than enough money than he will ever need but i don't see him giving us any discounts he's going off to try to be lex Luthor somewhere i don't know But the moral of the story is, I don't care how much money you're making, don't give these NFL owners a discount. Don't give Jerry Jones a discount. Jerry Jones can shove it up his ass. He's got plenty of money. Anyway, I digress. Now, let's take the side of our ruthless billionaire NFL owner and see what options they have. What are they going to do? In our most recent episode, we talked about J.J. Watt and his newfound freedom from that shithole of a team in Houston and the possibility that he may come join the Bucks in their ranks. Talk about a guy who probably is willing to take a pay cut because he's made allegedly over $200 million in advertisements. He's made a bunch more money off the field because he's been the face of Houston sports. I mean, there have been some other guys you could throw out there, the James Hardens of the world, um, all those cheating assholes that played baseball for the Astros that somehow didn't get it suspended, but that's okay. That's all right. We'll, we'll shit on them another time. We've done it plenty of times before. Anyway, J.J. Watt made a lot of money being a, on billboards and doing advertisements and you know running a great social media campaign for himself. He has done well. He has made himself a fixture in that area, in that city, and he's he has profited from it greatly. So he 
is in a better position to take a pay cut to go play with a team that wants to win. And with the likes of Indomitian Sue and maybe our boy Shaq Barrett not being there, you know, Tampa may choose the more affordable option and try to find someone who's not as good as Shaq Barrett to replace him and then supplement that defensive front with a J.J. Watt or with someone else off the free agent wire. Uh, My Colts are a good example of how quickly you can turn around a defense by signing the right defensive lineman. Uh, Just adding a couple of pieces to a defense can really shore things up. It's happened over and over again in the history of the NFL. So the Bucks don't have to pay Shaq Barrett. And, and here's the other reason why they don't necessarily have to pay him. Because they can franchise tag him again uh, for what I believe would be a price tag of $19 million. So still a good chunk of change. But uh, there's a reason that teams have this franchise tag option. And there's a reason so often they take it as opposed to offering a long-term contract. And if there were ever a situation where a team would be very likely to franchise tag a guy, I think this is one of them. Um, I think with a guy like Tom Brady as the front, uh, as the head of the, the organization, so to speak, as the leader in the locker room, I think... We now, after seeing how much of the Patriot way was maybe uh, led uh, front and center by Tom Brady and how guys were much more willing to put up with things maybe they otherwise wouldn't have because you've got the all-time great, the greatest quarterback of all time, if he's willing to do it, it makes it a little more difficult for you to sit there, whoever you are, and say, well, I'm not putting up with this. I'm better than this. I'm bigger than this. I'm above this. Because if Tom's not... you clearly aren't, right? That's At least that's the psychology that has worked in these situations in the past. So as long as you have Tom Brady leading from the front, taking his pay cut, and then you've got the what is potentially the least selfish or the most unselfish superstar that we've seen in a long time, which is what I continue to hear about Mike Evans. So you've got some leaders in this locker room that are willing to take pay cuts, that are willing to uh, do whatever it takes to keep this team intact. Maybe having those guys around can can allow Shaq Barrett to stomach this franchise tag a little more easily than he would have in other situations. Um, again, as I said in the intro, imagine your worst case scenario being a nineteen million dollar year. That's still, I mean, shit, that's breaking my bank, guys. That's I can't even fathom having one nineteenth of that. Again. I cannot compare myself to Shaq Barrett. I uh, I don't think I could make two tackles in an NFL game. I don't even know if I could make the one. Everybody gets lucky, you know, he might make one. But this guy is a game changer. Should he have to settle for that $19 million? Which is, again, just crazy to think that that's what you're settling for. But a lot of times, a lot of times, a lot of times, guys are de-incentivized. They are not nearly as, uh, they aren't happy. Look at Le'Veon Bell uh, when he was franchise tagged and how he chose to react. Now, there are other times where you you take the other approach. You know, Kirk Cousins, I'm sure, didn't necessarily love being franchise tagged, but he stuck it out, put up good enough stats to go and get a big guaranteed contract from Minnesota. If Shaq Barrett repeats 
his efforts in the following season under the franchise tag at 29 years old, is he going to still get a very big contract? I think someone might pay him. It it may be a situation where he's not playing for a winner, one of those situations we talked about before. But I think it's very possible for him to, if he if he keeps his head right, so to speak, and and goes out there and balls out under a franchise tag. There, the, you can only do those so often. The Bucks will eventually n- not be able to franchise tag him, and he should still be able to go out and get money. It's not like he's coming into his 31, 32 years where just it, the window has completely closed for him. Now, again, everything we said before is still true. This is his best opportunity, but he could still have another great opportunity next year, and and the price he will have to pay is getting paid $19 million to likely go out and play in another NFC championship, maybe another Super Bowl. So, Taking all of this into consideration, I, your humble host, Kev Stradamus, as some of them call me in the streets, have a prediction, and I do believe that we are going to see the franchise tag here, and I honestly believe that the Buccaneers will survive it. It's Like I said, it's normally something that can cause a riff, that can create big problems for a guy. I mean, he came out and said he wants to break the bank. So I don't anticipate it'll be the smoothest sailing in the beginning, but there's a long time, unfortunately, for all of us. There's a long time between now and the first snap of next season. So I think by the time we get there, Shaq Barrett will be ready to play. He will have to stomach that paltry $19 million that he's going to get paid, and the Buccaneers are going to run it back with a few upgrades here and there at key positions, and they will be ready to run rough shot over the NFC one more time. And there you have it, folks. If I have uh, enlightened you in any way or provided you some value in these last 14 minutes, please consider following the show, giving us a like on Twitter, or giving us a like on Facebook, or following us on Twitter or Instagram at Smoke Break Sports. Um, tell your friends. Uh, we would love to have them. And uh, feel free to shout me out, send me a DM, tell me how wrong you think I am. I will be happy to respond to all of you directly. I run those social media accounts. So in the meantime, find us on the internet at Smoke Break Sports. We will see you next time. Thank you so much for your love and support. Go Colts!